Are you in the market for yet another podcast? Well, I strongly encourage you to check out Cadillac on Mars, a podcast about really nothing at all because 2020 just sucks and we all need a break from our own minds. Jump into their world for just a little bit. Starring our personal favorite skating school administrator, Chalfie, and Delvin, I'm not clearly on enough podcast cocks, team up once again and bring you a monthly check-in and talk about just whatever they feel like. Oh yeah, Sean is supposed to be there too, but uh, let's be real, probably not. So, if you're looking for a really chill podcast to just hang out with your friends or heck, perhaps meet some new ones, check out Cadillac on Mars, debuting the first week in November. It's like Fluxtapose or PSVG Prime, but you know, less white. Hey everyone, Kevin again. Listen, it's 2020, nothing on TV, can't go out to the movies, and I mean, if you did, there's nothing new being released, politics everywhere, just COVID, you know? If you want a break from all that stuff, where do you go for some decent entertainment? That's right, Twitch, and I'm going to clue you in on a good one. Head on over to twitch.tv slash gabbingabout and check out Follow and say hi to our buddy JP. He's a variety streamer covering a little bit of everything. You want to play some Jackbox? Got you covered. Dark Souls? Check. Halo? You know it. He's going to talk about four main things in his community. Games, tech, film, and other. That's right. GTFO. (laughs) It's like PSVG. It's a beacon of safe space for all comers. If you want to chill community and have some fun... This is a safe place to hang out. So head on over, check out twitch.tv slash gabbingabout, and follow him over on Twitter at protofo, that's P-R-O-T-O-F-O-E, and tell him Kevin and the rest of PSVG Prime sent you. What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? One and all, that's right, it happened. PSVG Prime is here live on Twitch. We we called tech support. We we called in some favors. Uh Donnie spent thousands of dollars on technical support all the way from India. Why I don't know. They didn't even speak English, so it made things more complicated, which is probably why we're starting a little bit late, but we're here, and that's what's important. And this is PSVG Prime, as you know, the flagship show of the Place on Video Games Podcast Network. It is I your host, Kevin. And with me, the man in the other box. To my right, I believe. To my to my yes. left. My left on my camera. I don't know. It's kind of it, weird. But... Yeah, it'd be camera left, uh, the viewers right. Stage right, camera left. Yeah. But Lucas Rose is here, everybody. Hello, something like that. Yeah. Uh, here I am. Here we are. We're live. We are. Feels good. And still no McRibs, though. That, that's that's the disappointing part. I was hoping we'd <sighs> you know, we called up McDonald Mr. McDonald and we said, Where's our McRibs? And he said they're not ready yet. So they're still on the farm. E-I-E-I-O. 
That's how that works. I didn't even know it was a real animal. I just learned something. It's probably not. No, well, actually, it, it might be a real animal. It's just not the animal they claim it is as you're eating it. Oh, that's right. They prob- they never do say it's pork. They just call it McRib. It's not the McPork. So. That's very true. Now, I don't know what rib it is. Marilyn Manson had a rib removed, didn't he? Isn't that the urban legend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they just chopped it all up and fed it to the people. And the beautiful people? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! We're live, everybody. That's right. Um, so, speaking of food, Lucas, I found something uh, while yeah. searching for articles today that that's not gaming related, but people like to send us the food stuff. So, I figure it's worth it's worth diving into a bit if you'll if you'll humor me a little bit here. So, in Japan, certainly, yeah, Burger King has a new limited time burger, and it's called the Extreme Burger. Oh my! Now, straight out of the '90s, where everything has to be extreme, you know? Yeah, definitely. It is. A one-pound beef burger that actually features four beef patties and no buns. The buns are made of the four beef patties. Oh, my God. So it's bun patty, regular patty, and then in between is... The condiments and the the veggies, if you have them there, and then Uh another meat patty. Oh, cheese, and then another meat patty, and then another meat patty. And then the bun patty, if you will. Yes. Okay, I don't. I mean, why Japan? First of all, this seems like something that would come out in, I, I don't know, Alabama, Alabama, <laughs> yeah, say, Kentucky. Um, you know, I'd call it the heart attack, but that's probably not good for for sales. But why? Why though? Why? I, I don't know because you, you think that they they're more health conscious than we are, and this doesn't Definitely seem that to way. be right. It's 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 very limited time though, so it's literally only between November twentieth, but today as we're we're live, and December third. So it's extremely limited time. Like wow. they're only giving it a month, which, which is, is probably weird. for the best. <laughs> it is, but it's odd because it's not like it includes anything they don't already have. Yeah, they're giving it the Taco Bell approach, where they come up with a new product that's just reassembling of the same ingredients they already use. Yeah, it's like, are you going to be if you know somebody who works there? Can you get this after the fact? Is that what's going to happen now? I probably and and for, to note too, over the years in Japan, they've done this a few different times with finding other substitutes for the buns. They've done it with tomato slices. They've done it with ramen noodle patties. Oh, tomato. And they've done it with actual cheese, like hunks of cheese as the bun. <laughs> they hate their digestive systems is what it is. I, I guess. Like, it's really weird, but I, I'm kind of upset that this isn't coming to the U.S. so we could try it on the air, too. I mean, the ridiculous <laughs> factor is through the roof. So for sure, I, I would try it. But as somebody who doesn't prefer a lot of meat on the sandwich. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Yeah. A greasy, greasy nightmare. It's a little extreme, you might say. <laughs> to the extreme. Ooh. It's more than words, honestly. <laughs> All right, Lucas, we, we should we should probably get into some games because we tend to go a little bit long uh, on certain things here. And, and Long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. And, and we do have, I feel, like some good articles to talk about tonight. So I, I, I hope we don't have to cut those out. So let's jump right into what we've been playing. Let's get, let's get the sillies out. Let's talk some business. Let's talk shop. Now, if you will, Lucas. Okay. Have you been playing things? I, I know you got that VR bundle. You talked about some stuff already. Did yeah. You get to dive into anything else yet? I did. I, I as I had uh, somewhat promised, I guess, the weakest promise in the world, I wanted to get to The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Ooh. which is that VR, mm-hmm. other VR experience. And um, I, I made the mistake of wanting to also record myself playing it 
well, not me. I'm not doing an external camera. I'm just recording the gameplay uh, and posting it to my personal channel. Just That's whatever good, for fun. The, the nude stuff doesn't float well on Twitch. You get really warm when you got something strapped to your face, you know? So what, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm not going to run out and buy a fan. Um, so... I played I played a bit of it. It's got a pretty hefty intro, actually. There's a, a little bit of a tutorial section, which is good because you want to get um, up to speed on, on what's going on. And it is one of those games, if you're not familiar with VR, um, there are melee weapons in this game. And so if you get, for instance, a fire axe or something like that, you're thinking, well, couldn't I just swing that out around however fast I wanted to? Um, right. They, they basically wait the item so that when you pick it up your arms react slowly even i mean you could wave your arms around as much as you want but your arms are reacting to your your movements uh much slower so you can't just you know wield this heavy instrument of death and just kind of act like it's uh, a feather weight object that can just maim and destroy with with no problem so they have a little bit of physics going on there to help with the uh whole chopping up of the of the zombos and it feels good dude they have a couple of zombies there to uh to test out you know go for the brain that whole thing they give you a Mm. a shiv and tell you you got to stick this in the brain and you do man you got to get up close and there are a couple of times where you know you go to shove the shove the shiv into the brain and one uh, is known to do yes exactly Mm -hmm. i mean we're talking zombies here. It it actually glanced off. You know, there were like glancing blows or I didn't do it hard enough and it didn't quite penetrate the old skull. And uh, I was kind of impressed by that. You know, in VR, you really can feel like you're trying to stab the zombie in the brain, for lack of a better word. And uh, they made it difficult. They really give you that feeling of struggle uh, while you're dealing with these. You're, you're definitely not just mowing down zombies left and right as you're, as you're going along. And uh, after I got through that sort of intro part slash uh, story setup, you get to this bus and that's kind of your uh, operations center, if you will, you, you're planning on helping this other guy that you meet in your travels to go and capture this huge cash I think it was like a government cache of weapons and supplies or something like that. And he was going to split it with you 50, 50 just because he wanted, he was getting older. He wanted help and wanted uh, insurance that he would actually be able to get this for his family. And so that's kind of your setup. And then he ends up getting caught really early on in the game. So no, no real spoilers there. So I get myself all ready to go. I sleep and I go out the next day and I have this on video. It's, it's the second one that I uploaded. I found a revolver and I was like, woohoo revolver. So I grabbed the revolver. Cause you know, you feel as soon as you find a gun, you feel better, right? You sure. don't want a stupid melee weapon. That's dumb. Uh, I get this revolver and I go into town and talking to this lady and she wants help with something. And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go do it. So I go down the street and I start encountering zombies walking around. And for the first like two or three zombies, one shot, one kill. Boom, boom. I ain't double tapping. No double taps here because I need to conserve ammunition. Mm. Okay. I know it's a, maybe, maybe future for the future, maybe carry uh, another, 
a handheld weapon and sure. we'll stab the brain. Finish the job. Yep. That's how you do it in The Walking Dead. Um, so I, I shoot a couple of guys and then I went down, I squatted next to a body and I wanted to see if it had any loot. So I made the mistake of when I physically squatted down or, or crouched, I went to grab on the body to see if it had any ammo. And I somehow grabbed the gun off of my hip. And when I hit the grip button or the trigger to grab, to see if there was anything on this body, I shot off two rounds of my firearm. This is important because if you know anything about zombies, they're attracted to noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so suddenly I hear them coming towards me. So you put I, your hand up on your hip and when I dip, you dip and then you had to dip because that's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. You are absolutely right. Now for those counting at home, I think I've shot off four shots, mm-hmm. maybe five, two of which were accidental. Next zombie comes along. I shoot and I miss shoot again out of bullets. It's a six shooter. And then I start panicking because I realized I haven't reloaded this gun. And in VR, you have to reload them physically. Like you have to grab. Oh, no. (laughs) And actually put it in the bottom of the gun. If it were an automatic semi-automatic pistol, this is a revolver, which means I have to load each individual bullet into the revolver. Yes, sir. While trying to back up, while trying to figure out how exactly the game wants me to do it, is it going to be one of those quick loaders that has six bullets in it and you just drop them in? Yeah, is it yeah. going to be one bullet a piece? It's one bullet. So I'm frantically trying to load a bullet. I drop it a couple of times. I mean, this is real life stuff here. Like the nerves are getting to me. Also the jank of VR and not really being able to tell how close my hands really are. Right. To the point where it, wants to because it kind of gets sucked into the gun it's not like i physically have to drop it in but there's some there's a little bit of play there and so i'm like just getting all messed up and trying to kill this one zombie there's more coming at me i'm backpedaling getting stuck on the scenery stinking mailbox stinking fence all up against the wall die Hmm. it's the most ridiculous sequence of events i mean if this were a real apocalypse zombie apocalypse i would have been dead pretty much day two or three so you should have went with the velvet revolver (laughs) yes you're right does it count if you just name a band no 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 that that doesn't go on the playlist i I just i just couldn't every time i hear revolver i think uh revolver ocelot from um yeah yeah. Uh, Metal Gear. Metal yeah. Gear. And then Velvet Revolver. That's all I think about. So I have to. Like, I can't. But no, <laughs> that one does not go on the playlist, folks. That For those right. counting at home. Excellent. Um, or maybe too bad. I don't know. I only know their one song, I think. <laughs> the too. one song they had. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a pretty interesting time. I mean, it's not physically demanding like the boxing game is. But there is a certain element to it where you feel like you're crouching. You feel like you're you're leaning around and stuff. So it's not so much, uh, cardio, but it is physical, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, I want to get back into it and actually go out there and complete submissions and be out there for more than five minutes before I die. Uh, so once I do that, maybe I can report a little bit more about what the story is like and, and stuff. But I just thought it was ridiculous that basically after my first tutorial experience, I go out and immediately die. So, uh, ridiculous but lots of fun lots of fun it it was pretty much what i was hoping it would be out of a zombie vr game where you're not just stuck in one spot and shooting at 
waves of zombies. So yeah. it's more than I could ask for in that sense. Uh, the only other thing I really played was um, Josh and I got together. Was it? Uh, no, two nights no, ago. Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. And we played a little bit more of Gloomhaven, which I don't think I've talked about on no. here, but I think he's talked about on his show, um, which is just the uh, video game adaptation of the board game Gloomhaven, which for myself who tries to play board games, but doesn't play them very often. Mm -hmm. It is a very expensive board game that I probably would not be able to purchase. Like I want to and play it, but it wouldn't make any sense because there's just no way I would get through that game ever. Now we do have, it's like the standalone expansion called jaws of the lion Mm -hmm. that Josh actually gifted to me uh, very graciously. And we have been able to play that, which kind of gives you a taste of, of Gloomhaven in in a slightly more uh, smaller setting with smaller, what I think are smaller missions and stuff. And that has been really good, but I've been kind of itching to play more of that type of game because we, my wife and I are playing that and we can really only get to that type of game once a month if we're lucky it seems like so it's been tough um but my brain you know is always itching for that board game tactical tactics-esque game and i will say gloomhaven definitely scratches that itch while also maintaining its board game roots Um, you have decks of cards that you have to choose what you're playing and those those options get taken away from you until you rest and some of them are randomly removed from your deck and uh it it has a layer of strategy that goes beyond just what's happening on the battlefield uh, like most video games would be like XCOM where you're just worried about placement and uh getting advantage tactical advantage over the enemy you're you're doing that here but you're also managing your uh your cards and (laughs) your abilities and what you can do and your initiative and everything like that so uh really good even though it's in early access we we've had a pretty fun time with it we've done like four missions now it needs some balancing so if you're not into if you want a game that I'll get it when it's done. You're going to want to wait on this because there's some balancing issues. It seems like my character levels up faster. Um, Typically any move that I do seems to gain him experience. Whereas Josh's character only gains experience off from the missions themselves, which really had seen him kind of advance about half as fast as my character Mm. has been. So that's probably my only real criticism so far is that, is that little aspect of the game. But yeah, lots of fun there as well. Now, if yeah, I, if I, if I if grab I that one, that am one. I able to jump in and, and play with you guys, even though you've already started or is it like strictly like, how does it work? Do um, I believe that you'll be able to, uh, because we could even add party members and play as them ourselves. Like you can assign, okay. you have two players. Um, so I believe you could, jump in the only problem and i don't even know how much of a problem it is is that you're playing a pre-made character for the game that would be starting at zero experience so you'd have some up to do but i think in this game it doesn't really matter that much because you really just gain more abilities you don't necessarily gain um like more health or uh, better Mm -hmm. stats from what i can understand Okay. what i can tell so yeah i think you would be able to anybody could grab it and we got two slots open basically we don't play that often but yeah, we don't we don't care about other people i was asking about me oh that's true so. that's true well i mean i only care about you so in the context of the show 
well, from yeah. 8.30 to 9.30. <laughs> or so, yeah. It's only you. That's fair enough, fair enough. But there you have it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I have a couple things real quick I alluded to last week. I had two more uh, reviews I, I did um, last week and, and this week. One just got published yesterday. Um, I'm going to talk first, though. So I got my Xbox Series S came in. Um, so I've been able to experience that a little bit. I really haven't been able to play it as much as I've wanted to because I've just been so busy with work and life um, that it kind of got in the way a little bit. But I will say, like, right off the bat, um, it's tiny. Like, people talk about how small it is. I mm-hmm. Until I actually opened that box and saw it, I was like, man, it is small. It's, like, slightly bigger than the Wii. Wow. Like, if you okay. take the Wii off that, like, slanted stand that I had that kind of you know that silver thing and you just had the yeah. one in your hand it's like a little bit bigger a little bit thicker than that um which is funny to me um so yeah that that's out there um it everything looks better i haven't played it on my tv yet i've played it only on my monitor um but games instantly do look a lot better everything loads so much faster um nice i i i find myself and you may not get it too much on pc but like you'll play a game and you'll get to a cutscene or whatever and you might pick up your phone to check your text messages or something real quick and mm-hmm. you have like a couple seconds to look at that i don't have that anymore and it's really weird because i'll have it like oh i'm gonna go to a loading screen because i'm like quick traveling fast traveling or something yeah i go to pick up my phone to check my messages by the time i look at my phone i'm already back in the game i'm like oh shoot, okay i guess <laughs> i'm not doing that so it's a wow. really weird thing but it's, it's super cool um that really keeps me in the game when games do that. Like there'll yeah. be some games that really hide their loading well mm-hmm. and you just continue and you're like, is there ever going to be a good stopping point? That t- kind of thing always keeps me more engaged to keep going, which sounds horrible, but yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's effective. Um, I, so I did, I did play a couple different things. Watch dogs. I'm playing. Cause I, I waited, I held off on playing that more until I got the new console. Cause I wanted to see uh, yeah. how it was improved. Um, so I'm playing that and it instantly looks better. Uh, like Donnie said, like there's puddles everywhere now. And it's like, that just wasn't there before. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I noticed. And, and it might be because I'm coming from a one S to a series S and I didn't do the Xbox one X. So I didn't have like that half gen step up. Yeah. And that might be stuff that people already see or saw on the Xbox one X that I just never saw because I was on the one S like those things might've been filtered out, for, you know, for system capabilities. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. even things like Fortnite to me was weird because, of course, I had to play that for a little bit. <laughs> but like it, little stupid things like the textures all look much better. The environmental effects look better. Water looks fantastic. Not that in, not that Fortnite looked bad before, but it's just amped up so much more. But one of the, the smaller, crazier things that I noticed that just didn't exist before was, you know, you get on the battle bus and the bus is flying mm-hmm. over the map and you drop off. Yeah. On my 1S, you drop off and you got clear skies. You find your spot in the map and you just dive down. In this... And I don't know if it's always been there. There's clouds. Like you're in the bus and you look down, like you can't see everything down on the map because there's clouds and you drop in and you're going through the clouds and all these like particle uh-huh. effects. And it's like, shoot, this is the little smallest, stupidest thing that just made it look so much better and like so much yeah. more realistic. But it, yeah, it just looks crazy. Um, still runs super well. Apex runs super fast. Now that's a fast game anyway. And it just, it runs even better. And the action's faster paced there too. So um, so far, I'm really digging. Like I said, I haven't gotten to play a, a ton of games on it yet. I downloaded, um, Donnie suggested the, the Master Chief collection because that got some patches. So I want to see what that looks like. I have mm-hmm. that downloaded. I have Assassin's Creed Valhalla to get to. Uh, I Call of Duty. I want to try it out in the new console. So there's all these little things there that I want to try out uh, that I just haven't had time yet. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm near the, the very end of wrapping up what I can do in Watch Dogs until the DLC comes through. Um, 
but yeah, it's just a matter of getting there. Uh, but the games I did play that I want to talk a little bit more about that I actually reviewed was um, Call of Duty Cold War. So the new Black Ops Cold War. I uh, nice. played that. Yeah. Really good. Um, I'm not a big Call of Duty multiplayer as in the the team-based map combat. Like I'll do Warzone occasionally, which is a Battle Royale stuff. Um, but I enjoy the campaigns in Call of Duty. Like I like the narrative they tell because they're always like very... Uh, cinematic experiences. There was kind of get you like this whole plot line. They're like they could take almost any Call of Duty campaign and make a, an hour and a half long movie out of it if they wanted mm-hmm. to. Like it just has that nice arc to it. Um, but Black Ops to me has always been like one of the best ones because it's just off the wall and it's a little more loose than modern warfare and things of that nature because you're not really military. Like the, everything else is like very strict. You have operations. You have ethics you almost have a code you have to go by it, it, black ops it's all the window it's like you don't exist you know if you get caught we never happened you know <laughs> um so it's like a spy thrill it's like a uh, like a james bond-esque type thing mm-hmm. um so the story is really good um as it always is the gameplay is, of course is always tight but one of the things i really enjoyed about this one that i i feel is probably lost on a lot of people especially the uh the stereotypical uh call of duty you know dude bros that we call them that play like yeah. just madden and call of duty <laughs> yeah um, there you have your main campaign which you can go through and it's not terribly long it's it's super short i think it's only like eight missions actually in in the in the traditional campaign aspect of it Mm -hmm. um but there's optional missions in there and the optional missions are are cool little unique things that you can completely bypass which i feel like a lot of people will but to me gave a totally different layer to that onion of call of duty if you will Uh, as you go through missions you can collect evidence about the people you're tracking and the the covert black op mission you're on i don't want to give away story spoilers so i'm not doing that for people um and each level has like four or five different things you can pick up that give you evidence that you can then review at your home base to get to these optional missions. You actually have like these puzzles and decryption stuff you need to do to even get to play that optional mission. Oh, wow. So there's like hidden dates and number codes and translations and puzzles and stuff that you have to go throughout the different levels, throughout different places in your headquarters to read things, to try and find out where the code is and crack the code to then play that mission. And wow. to me, it's like, I see so many of like the dude bros being like, forget this, I'm just not playing it, or looking up the answer now, which when I played it, it was, you know, super early on, there wasn't guides yet. Like, I couldn't find the answers for the stuff if I wanted to. Yeah. So I spent like a good 30 minutes kind of tr- cracking the code, and the other one has a, a list of um, a bunch of uh, undercover agents that are supposedly like double agents, rather. But you had to realize which ones were actually the double agents, and until you pinpointed the right people, you'd actually jeopardize the mission because you'd go after the wrong people. So you'd fail the mission that way too. Oh, and as, I think Donnie's in the chat too, saying you can't look up the answer. It's random to every play session too. So as you're playing, it's oh. not necessarily the same thing either. Wow. Um, so it's just it's just this really cool thing that was added to it that I wish we'd see more of. Um, mm-hmm. The missions themselves weren't anything like groundbreaking or epic once you got to them, but I just thought it was really cool and it made me feel a little bit more spyish because I had to do these things to even get to that level, which was, which was neat. Well, and it's kind of of that era too, I think, which Absolutely. is in the conclusion uh, in general. So that that does sound really cool. Yeah, and I like not having the the over the top ridiculous weapons because it's it's the eighties. Um, so you don't have like these ridiculous space age weapons where you can call in you know targeted airstrikes that can annihilate everything or these giant tanks. Like it's just a lot more down to earth. And I, I for whatever reason, it might be just from playing like the original Call of Duty stuff. Like I just enjoy those types of things, like the historical pieces. I enjoy more where it's not like the guns are so ancient that you're using like a musket that you need to manually reload after each shot, but it's <laughs> yeah. not like these super laser targeted. You can't miss shoot people through walls, thermal scopes, 
it's very grounded. You have some sniper lenses, you have some automatic weapons, and that that's all you have. Um, it, it, I like those. And so it, it really connected. It's a very well-done campaign. Um, I know it's kind of mixed with some people online. I really enjoy it. I like the Black Ops series. I think it's actually my favorite uh, in the Call of Duty like genres that they do. Um, so this was just another great playthrough that I really enjoyed. And I want to check it out on the Series S to see the 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 enhancements that they have in place for that because it's it's nuts as well from what i've heard um the other thing's not too much to say uh just dance 2021 so (laughs) i got that one to review um it's just dance i mean there's really not much to say the game hasn't uh changed much really at all i mean there's been different you know modes and stuff in put it put in but in the last three or four iterations that i've seen uh nothing's changed at all it's you get a new track Mm. list um, you know, it has the gameplay. It's tight. The gameplay it has is, is perfect for what it wants to do. It's easily accessible for most people. It's like they've uh, got the the formula down. Exactly. Like how the, phys- the, the way it physically works. Exactly. So really all you can do is either you mess with the formula and potentially break it and cause people to be like, oh, why did they do this? Mm-hmm. Or you just keep doing the same thing and just change the song list. That's exactly what they did. You got 40 new songs on here. Um, ranging from everything from like in the Navy from the village people to Britney Spears to more modern stuff. Um, All of the things I dance to. I mean, who doesn't? Um, I will say it is very targeted towards uh, the TikTok kids, if you will, because TikTok is all about learning those dances. And there's a lot of songs that I know from TikTok uh, that are here as dance numbers. So they know the market they're going for and they're targeting them perfectly. So like, while it's not, you know, the genres I'd want to pick off the top of my head, but they're doing exactly what they need to do to sell units. So it was like perfectly placed. So you're saying they don't have cotton eye Joe on there. Actually, now, <laughs> I think they do not in this game specifically, but this is okay. my, so here's my gripe with the game. And this okay. has been in the last couple of iterations too, is it's a total microtransaction fest. Oh yeah. I mean, now, all of those games seem like, right. Now the, 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 the hiccup though, is I would love to just pay, x amount of dollars and get song packs or unlock the entire library whatever it is they don't do that what they have is called just dance unlimited which is a subscription model oh no no exactly you can get like a day pass you can get a weekend pass you can get a month pass you can get a yearly pass um i I guess that's something but right so i mean it's not it's not terrible and what it does give you access to pretty much every song on every just dance game ever like and, and and in every country because certain countries got DLC ones that the US didn't get and so on and so forth. So the value is there as far as quantity. If you're a huge Just Dance fan, if your daughter's having a, a sleepover party with her friends for the weekend, you buy a weekend pass. They have like a thousand songs to go through. There, there's value there for some people. Some people get weekend ski lodge passes. I've got a weekend Just Dance pass. I mean. Corona, you can't go anywhere anyway. It's true. Um, but Cotton Eye Joy, I believe, is one of the songs in Just Dance Unlimited. But I would my, dance for that. So it's, and it, I wouldn't have a problem if Just Dance Unlimited existed and it was optional, like the DLC menu you can go and select. But what the game does is you, you pick a song and you play. And then afterwards, it says, based on this song, we think you might enjoy these songs. And it lists like three other songs. One might be one on the game, two others are locked in behind Just Dance Unlimited. Mm. And as you scroll through your menu of songs, it looks kind of like, um, oh God, whenever you see like the hacker movies and they have that wall of TVs in front of them. Yeah. Like all the different, it looks, the menu looks like that. So each one is a different song that's playing like the dance video behind it. And as you look through, it's just a giant wall. You scroll down and you see all the songs. Some of them are ones you have unlocked 
and some are ones that are in Just Dance Unlimited, but they're all mixed in with like a lock symbol on it. So it's in your face that these songs exist and you can't play them unless you get the model, which as an adult, as me, I can sit there and say, I have self-control. I don't really care. But as you have a five-year-old daughter playing the game that wants to dance to the song that gives you a sample of as you mouse over it and it's, it's going to play a song. Oh, I want to dance to that. You can't, we don't have that one. Oh, okay. Let me go here. Oh, here's the frozen song. I want to dance to that. Nope. Can't dance to that either. Like it's those things that's like, man, I wish they wouldn't do that or just give you an option to say, I will pay you even, even if it was like $50, I will pay you $50. You can give me all the songs and, and don't ever ask me again, mm-hmm. but they do not have an option for that. And that kind of bums me out. So I really hope that for the next iteration, they change that because that to me is the biggest drawback behind just dance. I'd rather have the microtransactions and be actual microtransactions versus the subscription model for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could see that in any of the other games that were musical based, most of the time I wanted just to buy particular songs or, uh, you know, if they were separated by band or, or whatever, yeah. um, I would much rather do that than have access to a ton of songs that I'm probably not going to use. Um, but again, at least it's not like you can buy it for a certain amount of time, which is nice. Now I did end up playing the demo of this on oh, okay. VR. In VR. Um, mm-hmm. It gave you one song to try. So I'm wondering how that works because and I don't even know, I've never played a Just Dance game, but in the VR game, you're you're in this like bar setting or dance club setting and people just kind of are around and you go to them and dance with them, sort of, so to speak, like just dance off with them. Is that how it normally is? Or no. do you just pick songs and start playing? You no, know, what you do is you, you pick you pick the song and it opens up like a, a separate music video essentially and you watch the the shadow characters that just dance has and all the things that are dressed up in like you see the costumes in color but their physical features are wiped out in black or white um, okay and, and you just follow their motions so with the joy con you hold the joy con in your right hand and mm-hmm. it's tracking the motion of your right hand so yes you could be extremely lazy and just stand still and only do the motions that have you move your right hand and nothing else and you'll score well but the point yeah. is you're supposed to be moving and mimicking the person in front of you um, and when you have songs that have multiple dancers and you're playing with multiple people, you'll be assigned a specific person to follow because they may not be doing the exact same, the thing. same thing. Like if it's uh, a boy band, they'll do the whole thing. Like, well, they'll, they'll move and then like the next person will go and the next person will go. You have to follow <laughs> your person. Gotcha. Um, and that, that, that's kind of how it goes. Like it, I just wish that you're getting flack in the chat for not knowing how Just Dance works by Josh, apparently. What? <laughs> he says, Lucas, Lucas, how do you not know how Just Dance works? Who are you? My grandpa? It's not. Well, I mean, what I was going to say is I might know how it works, at least the VR edition, because I will tell you after playing it, yes, I felt ridiculous, as yeah. I always do when I dance. Oh, but sure. And when I dance as if I ever dance. Um, you can dance if you it, want to. You I can, can leave your friends my, behind. My friends are going to leave me behind if they find out I'm dancing. <laughs> um, but. I might actually play this. Honestly, it's it's pretty fun and it is a, a good workout too. So that was kind of what that's what I was gonna say. It is a good workout. I, I took it serious. Like I didn't play it a ton. I let my kids play and I observed a lot because just dance is it's fun to play, but it's also fun to watch other people play too. And not not to laugh at them, but I mean that's part of it. But it's just a, a fun experience to see. And I, but I did to do a couple of them. Oh my god, mm-hmm. what is going on in the chat right now? <laughs> did you write that? <laughs> Yeah, I did. Okay, because I think you and Donnie are both chatting, so it's hard to tell who's saying who. Um, (laughs) Awful. Um, 
But the ones I did do, I took serious and I tried to do everything. And after like three or four dances, I'm like, man, this is a bigger workout than like we uh, ring fit is like it's there. So it's it's not bad. But I mean, there's only so many times I could dance to Billie Eilish and and Lady Gaga and Britney Spears, which is uh, always I could always dance to those. I mean, I know I was there. I saw Uh I will say because of this game, I now know of this weird rah rah Rasputin song. Yes. Just, uh, yeah, I was not aware of that, and now suddenly I'm all too aware of mm-hmm. rah rah Rasputin, mm-hmm. something something dancing queen. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it, it's more fun than I thought it would be, and maybe if I if I'm not being a grump plus it's only 30 bucks in vr so that's as i say right now it's also on sale even on the switch you can get it for 30 bucks too so there are some deals out there and i say like if you're gonna buy just dance and knowing that you know you're getting 40 songs if you want more you have to subscription thing i feel like 30 dollars or less is a perfectly acceptable amount for that music licensing you know they have to pay that for the that the usage of the song stuff like that like i fully understand yeah yeah it's not a 60 dollar game but 30 dollars or less that i have no problem with that and i think that's what i bought uh, just dance 2024 last year i think i got it for 20 or 30 bucks and i didn't regret it at all because i had fun and my kids had fun and they were they were pumped when i told them we got 2021 to review so yeah nice. it's good if you're into those games it's still fun it's still just as good as it always was it's just a new song lineup for you that's all it's just like a sports game yeah just a roster change, half, man. The, half the price <laughs> fair enough as well um but that's that's enough from us that's what we've been playing guys so we will i actually don't have anything to announce that i'll be talking about next week because for right now i'm not reviewing anything for once so i get oh, to just man. play what i want to play lucas you are fired is what and it i'm was. still just gonna play just dance just dance it'll be okay <laughs> um but it's enough from us everybody it's time to hear from you so it's time to check out those messages and boy you did not disappoint this week folks Message for you, sir. Um, first one comes in from the Egg Shen himself. If you could change your Thanksgiving feast, what would y'all change your feast to? Uh, for example, this year he's his family Thanksgiving was canceled because COVID in a lot of states don't want any, multiple households even mixing at all right now. Uh, yeah. We're not included, but we'll be breaking that rule because we're just using the same quarantine circle we have all along which is my sister-in-law and my my in-laws we haven't really encountered anybody else or been in the room with anybody else since then um but for eggshen they they canceled theirs and they're grilling tacos so lucas if you had to remix your thanksgiving essentially what would you do if anything or would you leave it do you enjoy it i mean i do enjoy it because i i don't think i ever eat turkey outside of thanksgiving except for a turkey sandwich or something like that but it's always sliced um I've always been intrigued by the idea of tapas, um, mm-hmm. small plates sharing. Now, I didn't even know what the food, like what generally the food is. I believe it's Spanish food. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, I was under the impression that it was uh, Indian cuisine, honestly. Um, but even so, I would be willing to try tapas uh, of really of any cuisine other than American, just because I'm always, I'm the type of person who wants to try a little bit of everything for the most part. Uh, so the idea that you could get a lot of little things and try it and pass it around and, um, I don't know, enjoy that experience together. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never had tapas before, so yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, that, that's, that's a good one. It is, it is Spanish, um, for sure. It's Spanish cuisine. It's an appetizer or snack in Spanish cuisine. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows. Kind of 
all the appetizers are the only reason to go to the restaurant slash bar or whatever. Fried pickles. Give them to me. I'll eat them. Josh says for Thanksgiving, you should be eating corn and American buffalo. <laughs> no, the buffalo are extinct. Remember, we yes, talked. We started. would have to be eating bison, Josh. Apparently, you don't listen to the show. Jeez. Um, so for me, it's it's kind of weird. Like I don't I don't know what I change because um, so for example, I think we talked about it before on the show. We don't do a traditional Easter here. Like a lot of families will get together, have like ham or something like that for Easter. Yeah, we do tacos on Easter. And our excuse is, well, Jesus loves tacos, and that's that's why we do it. So that's and we've yeah, done that for. Yeah, I mean, we've done that for the last three, four, five years, maybe at this point. Ever since my in-laws became snowbirds and they go back and forth, they would typically be in Florida for Easter. So instead of gathering with like with the rest of the family, just us and my sister-in-law and her husband, we would get together and we'd have Easter dinner together with our kids. And it just kind of became tacos. And now we look forward to it every year. We just do tacos for Easter dinner. Just that's what it is. Nice. That would be miserable for me because we eat tacos like once a week. So it's that would just be another regular day. We do too. Uh, maybe not once a week, but n- normally a couple times a month for sure. But we go, we we bring it next level for th- the. I was about to say thanks to him for the Easter one. Like we'll do chorizo tacos. We'll do we'll have beef taco options. Uh, we'll have like gotcha. we go we go way further out there than your typical uh, Taco Tuesday, if you will. But for Thanksgiving, I, I, I'm kind of like you. Is I, I don't think I would change it because I don't eat turkey any time either. Like you said, turkey sandwich is about the only extent, example there. I do. And I kind of, I don't know why, like, I don't exactly, this is going to sound really weird, but I don't exactly enjoy Thanksgiving food for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. there's a couple side dishes I like turkey. I can take it or leave it, but I always have it because that's that's tradition. That's what you do. Like, that's the only reason why I do it. And I feel right. like I don't want to lose that tradition, um, almost especially this year where kind of everything's been shaken up. Like, I only find, find some comfort in saying, okay, I'm still going to have turkey. I'm still going to have some mashed potatoes. I'm going to have some stuffing. And not the stuffing you shove in the bird because that's gross. Like, yeah. the plain <laughs> we want the out-of-the-box freezer yep. or frozen dried. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I want. And, and it, it's fine, but for some reason I like that. So honestly, I don't I don't think I'd change Thanksgiving only because I've changed uh, Easter already drastically. And that's kind of like my weird holiday, weird off holiday one. So what's the difference between Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner? Like, do you just end up basically making the same thing? So... Christmas dinner, it's weird. So like, and this year it's all different again because COVID. Um, but Christmas was always a weird thing because yeah. Easter, Easter, my God, my wife's family is all Italian. So there's the the feast of the seven fishes on Christmas Eve, and then you still have Christmas dinner and like so it's like multiple, just like two days of eating nonstop. Uh, so Christmas Eve they would get together and they'd have they'd have like a that the feast of seven fishes which i ate basically nothing of i'd have some of the appetizers some tapas if you will uh before <laughs> and and do that but i didn't dive in i didn't have like the shrimp and everything else that they'd be eating crabs legs stuff like that um christmas day we'd celebrate the the dinner part which really ended up being like a lunch with my fam, my parents normally uh-huh. and my dad normally would smoke a turkey which he didn't necessarily do for thanksgiving so he can roll up a turkey and yeah, oh, he just <laughs> we'd pass it around the family. Um, and that I was so cigar. good. Like that is just next level when you, when, when turkey, you smoke a yeah. turkey. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the poultry usually has, as long as it's not a gamey poultry, yeah. it's got that. It's, it's a canvas mm-hmm. to be smoked. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want with it. Okay, so, maybe not whatever you want. Not what? No, it's gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it'll be the difference there. But you're right, little nuances there. Um, but yeah, largely, I guess the the food is the same. It's just normally a lot less. We don't go as. It always seems to happen top. like 
in the mid afternoon as opposed yeah. to the evening. Yeah, yeah you're right. The evening, in the evening, we then go back over to my sister in law's house. They would have Christmas dinner there, and we just kind of show up for desserts after. Which I guess that's the bigger that's the biggest difference is the desserts between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Very yeah, different. that's true. That's Very true. different there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll have to save that for another. We'll have to have talk about Christmas desserts another episode. Mm-hmm. Somebody send that in for next week's questions. <laughs> but yeah, those are the differences there. Remind us. <laughs> yeah, remind us. Um, next question comes in from Dat Ninja Dev. What is one thing you wanted on a Black Friday and missed out that when you think on it, you're still like, damn it? And is there anything we're looking to grab this Black Friday? Hashtag prime question. Hmm. Nothing immediately springs to mind that I missed out, but I can guarantee that it was probably a television or speakers or something like that. I'm always looking at them. I don't know why. It's kind of like, have you ever noticed when you're driving and you see a car lot? I don't know if you do this, but I do this. I will look at the cars there, even though I know I'm not going to buy any of them. I just am drawn to looking at them as if I'm shopping and it's like, it's like the world's fastest window shopping. You go buy at 55 miles per hour and you're like, eh, I'd buy that Mustang or whatever. Well, and they got those Tubi guys that are all like. Yeah, yeah, flapping in the wind. They're a real distraction, actually. They are. Really. Um, I kind of liken that to Black Friday where I'm always looking at like, oh, what TV would I love to be able to purchase? But I'm probably not going to be able to. Uh, but I am nowadays, since I'm trying to build up the old physical movie library, that's the stuff that I'm really starting to like hone in on um, is any of the movie deals. Because, man, those There's always a lot. Yeah. Things go on sale so much that it makes you wonder why they're ever like, why are 4k blu-rays 25 30 dollars and then they sell them for like eight to ten dollars on black friday and they're not even that old half the time i mean yeah maybe a year or two but some of that stuff is even newer than that so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm doing this year um but i will say that i feel like black friday one it gets a little confusing because there's so many stores to look through and try to figure out where the deals are but also besides specific items i feel like the discounts aren't aren't as deep as they used to be, or maybe that's just me, but like when it comes to televisions, those go on sale so often that unless they're trying to get rid of specific ones or they're like those weird black Friday specific televisions that were manufactured just for black Friday. And they're normally Um, junk and that's why they're so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. There's nothing that seems to ever strike me as like, I have to get this deal at least anymore. I don't know about in the past. So, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I don't I don't like you. I can't think of stuff that I was like, oh, damn it. I missed out on because for the longest time I worked in retail. So the last thing I wanted to look at was what other people were selling or being in Best Buy. You couldn't even get the stuff that was on sale for Black Friday. Like you just weren't eligible if you were working. And yeah, that makes I sense. was always in some sort of leadership position. So I was always working. So I couldn't take advantage of those things. So. Um, there was a Black Friday I did buy a TV, but it actually wasn't one that was like in the ad, but it was one that was on sale and it was a better mm-hmm. deal than what was in the ad. So like it worked <laughs> out that way thing. And that, that I did do while I was on the clock, but it didn't matter because it wasn't in the ad so I could buy it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and, and now I'm just poor. So I don't look at Black Friday ads and say, oh, what, what can I buy? Cause I can't get <laughs> yeah. anyway. Um, Looking to grab grab this Black Friday? I don't think so. Um, typically, I'll look for certain things to finish up Christmas shopping, but I think we're pretty much done yeah. already. So I don't need to worry about doing any of that. And with, with COVID, again, 
it, this year has been different. Like all the retailers have been doing Black Friday for like a month already. Like they're just doing different weekend yeah. sales and they're doing like doorbusters then and they're doing them online. <laughs> so it, I feel like the whole now I know they're still doing it and there'll still be doorbusters per se, but I feel like they, number one, they don't want people lining up in front of stores anyway, let alone camping right. out and running into a mob. That's a terrible idea right now across the country with what's going on. But I don't feel the urge that I would, even if this wasn't going on, that I feel the need to get up and go out and, and grab something on Black Friday. I, I think I'm good. But I will say it is a tradition in my family um, that Thanksgiving after eating the dinner or the lunch, and then you're taking time but before you hit dinner to eat again, uh, they would, the whole family, my wife and like her her cousins and, and in-laws and stuff like that would always sit down and they'd go through all the ads together. And they'd ask the kids... You know, hey, what do you what do you want for Christmas? And they'd use that as like the guide to, to get Christmas shopping ideas. So they'd all still look through the ads. I feel like that's still gonna happen this year, even though none of them will be going out and doing any shopping at all. I think yeah. that will still carry on. So that'll be the kind of the tradition is is looking at the ads and saying, Oh, this is a good deal on this, or oh, this is a good deal on that. Oh, do you want this for Christmas, Sid? You know, and they kind of do things like that and and get ideas for shopping. But I think we're all done. I'm glad you brought that up actually, because I didn't know that it seems, I I don't remember them doing this as much, but I've been getting a lot of the toy catalogs from not the, not like the huge. Yeah. Not the Sears one from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You could kill somebody with it, but like Amazon and Best Buy and and Walmart all have been giving out these little toy thingies in the mail. And I love that because I remember doing that as a kid. Same thing with what you're talking about. You get all these flyers, but I think that's why it's so confusing is because this year with it being online, it feels like it's been black Friday for a month. So it's kind of like, am I getting black Friday prices or are these just month long sale prices? And then one day actual black Friday is going to be, real black friday prices so yeah. i don't know it's it's all been a, a little bit overwhelming for me honestly mm-hmm. so that's fair um next question i guess it's technically a question because there's question marks at the end of it comes in from josh um you guys don't think elf is great what so we got flack apparently lucas for our, our christmas list of of movies i thought um, they were great lists i thought they're great lists too and here's the thing is we both said elf but we both didn't yeah, have it fair. at the top of our list. It was like our last choice. And mm-hmm. I stand by that. It's a good movie. For me, it's just not great. I don't have that. Like a lot of the stuff I picked, there's a nostalgia factor behind. And that's yeah. kind of why it's special. So the newer stuff could be good, but it doesn't hold that same Christmas spirit for me personally. Yeah, you don't have that nostalgia or emotional like feelings towards it like some of the older stuff that's been out a while. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I like Will Ferrell, but sometimes the shtick gets a little bit old too. Sure. And when you rewatch something that like that almost every year, it's kind of like you either like it or you don't. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Jim Carrey or something like that that I talked about where you either like it or you you hate it or, you know, you're indifferent to it whatever it might be. So yeah. that's kind of like where I was coming from. Yeah. And I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to watch yeah, it. Me too. So, I mean, I own it. So of course yeah. we're going to watch it. I have a digital as well. So and I, I bought National Lampoon's uh, digital today. Nice. nice. So, Cause I had some Amazon credits saved up from that. Don't rush my shipping. It's perfectly fine. And we'll give you movie credits. So, okay. I got it for <laughs> 51 cents, Lucas. Oh my gosh. 
I don't think um, you can get anything for 51 cents these days. It's true. It's true. Josh says he's indifferent to our opinions on Elf. Whatever, Josh. Uh, Garrett <laughs> sends in a hot button question here. What are your thoughts on the game awards? Hate them, like them, anything you would change. So if you're in our Discord, this got to a little bit of a heated discussion about who was nominated for what and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I will just say, number one, I watched the game awards last year, I think, for the first time ever. Uh, I don't care at all. I really don't. I don't watch them. I don't care who wins. It's just always a topic of conversation to see who gets nominated. And it's an interesting thing to see who gets nominated. Just like, just like the Oscars and the Academy Awards. Like I don't watch any of them, but I follow who gets nominated for what. And that's about the level of my interest. Oh, okay. What got nominated for best movie? Okay. I don't care. Like, that's really what it is. You look at it and you're kind of like, okay, I can see why that is. You might say, Oh, why, why is that on the list? Or, you know, why isn't this on the list? Right. But for me, that's the extent of the entire thing. Um, and this came out of like a lot of heated conversation too, is like, hate them, like them. Like I said, I'm indifferent. It's like game reviews, which we've talked about a lot on, on, um, you know, through our discord is I don't really care what a game gets scored by somebody else. It's, it's, it's always in a personal opinion and you might find a reviewer and keep in mind, I review games. So I'm, I'm putting myself on the line here. You might find somebody that you connect with and you're like, Oh, I really trust that person's opinion. Um, like, it, like Donnie had said, if he was looking for a review of a new chibi robo game, he wouldn't go to somebody else. He'd look and see what I would say about it as a chibi robo fan. Is this a good game for chibi robo? Like that, that's kind of, how you have to take these things. Game awards. You, you have no idea who's, you know, yes, it's the industry is voting on it, but you don't really know what that means. Like that doesn't mean anything. So right, it, it is what it is. And we looked at weird things like among us is nominated for, for things that game actually came out a while ago. And then it's just getting attention now. Um, so it's like, it's those weird things there. So I'm completely indifferent to them. I probably won't watch it unless I have absolutely nothing else to do anyway, again. Um, but yeah, it's more just, it's interesting to see what people nominate and we would do, we would do the PSVG awards. We did it for like the last two or three years. Uh, Devin and I would spend a lot of time and everybody would participate in doing, we, we'd do this whole really super edited show to do it. And also it doesn't matter. Like people might get a kick out of seeing what, you know, what we labeled as our favorites, but Ultimately, it doesn't really mean anything. So I, I could do with or without it, to be completely honest. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way about it. I mean, I'm the same way about all award shows. And really, it's for the industry. No matter what the award show is, it's really for the industry. Same thing with movies uh, as with games. It's for the people who make the stuff. Um, to me, it's not really saying – like when you say what was the one that was voted the best game of the year, whatever. I mean <sighs> – that is a, a large accolade for that game, but it doesn't really mean anything to me because I'll make my own decision about what I think the best game is. Um, if you care about those things, that's fine, whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, like I don't, again, like you said, I don't care what other people think about whatever mm-hmm. somebody had to win, I guess, but that doesn't mean there aren't plenty of other games out there that were amazing. So to just say that one of them, it's like saying, what's your favorite color? Like, yeah, you can have a favorite color that you like, but it's just, they're just colors. They're all over. It's not like, like I don't go around just wearing one outfit because I like green or something. It's just whatever I feel like liking at the time, half the time. So like you look at you look at like the Marvel cinematic universe, like that doesn't get nominated for anything other than the like costume design and sometimes special effects. Like that, that stuff mm-hmm. is never nominated for like movie of the year, you know, best movie, best leading actor. you like, it's not nominated for any of that stuff. But it makes more money than probably more than all the other nominees combined. Like, right. So it's like it clearly doesn't matter. And and critics are now even give video, video game movies. 
comic book movies good reviews if it's a good movie now like even the critics acknowledge it now but it's still not going to hand it an award so it's like it, something can review well and not be a game of the year and that was kind of where my yeah. point was is like there's plenty of room for games that everybody enjoys but it's not you know universally seen as a great game it's a great game for you pikmin's like my prime example i freaking love pikmin uh, my wife and i have already platinumed every bonus stage every mission stage already and we, we don't even play that much but we love it now if i were, was to review pikmin i wouldn't be giving it a 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 i just know because it's not a flawless game i just get a lot of enjoyment out of it so that doesn't make it a bad game but it also to me would never be on a game of the year candidate list for anybody in my mind right. but the, again it's just well, opinion and that's why it's difficult for me to care about it because i'm not the type i i'm not somebody who can really review games in the sense that i know i've played all of these games and i know what it's like to make a game and i know what goes into a game therefore i can score it based off that like with movies i I, I sort of know some of that. So yeah. it's easier to say like, well, I know why this one um, best movie or whatever. Whereas with a game, it actually seems like they're the opposite here. And maybe that's what I would change is that you, it's not like little known games are winning best game of the year. It's always <laughs> right. the popular stuff. So it's actually kind of the inverse there. Um, but yeah. again, it, it's for the game journalists, for the industry. It's for the people who uh, know that language and what it's like to make a video game. Uh, and I don't know that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I, just cause I like something doesn't mean I think it should be the best game of the year, whatever. Yeah, I'll let exactly. them decide it. Exactly. Um, that's it for questions uh, for this week, everybody. So thank you so much for sending them in. Uh, typically, as you know, we'll reach out to you in discord uh, before we record for those questions, or you could always tweet at us at PSVG Kevin, and we will get it on the docket, but Lucas, it's been a week. So it's time for us once again to check out the news of the week i'm commander shepherd and this is my favorite news outlet on the citadel i'll go first because i have three you have two so we'll balance yeah, it yeah, yeah, nice yeah. and smooth you might recall if you listened a few episodes back ladies and gents lucas you were off when i had uh miss caroline on the show and we talked about basically all nintendo news because i knew that's what she focused on and there was a lot of nintendo news that week well mm-hmm. We talked about Joe Biden having his own island in Animal Crossing that was being unveiled and people were allowed to soar and stuff like that. Well, because all things must come to an end, apparently Nintendo doesn't want real-world politics to intrude into the carefree world of Animal Crossing. So the news comes after the Biden-Harris campaign created an island set in the game. Um, So basically they're saying no. So the new rule was introduced uh, today, actually, as part of the new guidelines intended to ensure businesses and organizations preserve the Animal Crossing experience for the millions of players enjoying the hit game to date, especially as we move into the big uh, holiday update that's coming. What Nintendo says is please refrain from using the game inappropriately or creating any content within the game that would be considered vulgar, discriminatory, or offensive, the company said in the announcement. Please also refrain from bringing politics into the game. So they weren't acknowledging that politics was vulgar, discriminatory, or offensive, which it can be. Uh, That was a separate thing. So the rule arrives after President-elect Joe Biden's campaign created an island in Animal Crossing. Uh, Online players could go not only visit the island, but they could also download in-game virtual signs and swag designed to promote Biden's political campaign. So Nintendo is putting the kibosh on it uh, officially. So they have to actually get approval from Nintendo 
uh, to do those things. Um, so there is some leeway for some folks to use it and do things. You can still share custom designs, of course, but doing a big uh, to-do as Biden-Harris campaign had done apparently is frowned upon by Nintendo. And now only groups that receive permission from Nintendo are permitted to do so. So I wonder what's going to happen with that uh, Animal Crossing talk show they've been doing. I don't know mm. if that's going to be considered anything. I don't know because players can't go and do participate in that. So I think that might still be okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Doing events like if Nike wanted to promote some new, I don't know, clothing. They made a Nike Island. You can go and download stuff like I think stuff like that is what they're saying. Don't don't get Animal Crossing involved in that stuff, guys. So I say good. I mean, I don't think they did anything necessarily wrong, but it's probably good that they. Uh, I mean, with the Joe Biden Island. I wouldn't even care if they did a Trump Island, really. But I think that in their self, Nintendo's self-interest, it's probably best that they explicitly say, don't do any of this. Because this is a game people go to relax. I mean, who wants to think about stuff that you can just go on Twitter and find? (laughs) You know, like don't like nobody really wants to bring that type of real world stuff into a game. And it's a little bit predatory, you know, it feels I mean, so, you, you look at Animal Crossing was the game we all used to escape 2020 at the beginning of this this pandemic, and then now you're bringing those those things to the game. But you're right, and then it's just like there's no need for it. Nintendo wants to control their image as they've always done. They've always been very strict about things that's their, their that's their brands and how it's portrayed. So I completely understand. I understand a lot of people's frustrations and upset with Nintendo stepping out and doing this. But instead of Nintendo saying, you know. We support Joe Biden. We support Trump. Whatever the case is, they're just like guys. Nobody's allowed to do this unless you unless we say it's okay. So just yeah. knock it off, everybody. We're not getting in the middle of this, which is the smart business move, I think, to do overall. I, I like the you created a new president named Jai Bowden, which yeah, Jai I, think Bowden. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to vote for him next time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Never use video games as a tool. That that seems like a bad idea. So it's true. What you got for news? Unless wait, wait, unless it's tool for education, <laughs> I should probably specify that. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, you know what? When you talked a little bit about playing Fortnite, mm-hmm. have you ever thought to yourself, Kevin, that, boy, I sure wish I could put my facial expressions into the game of Fortnite? No, but I do wish I could create myself in Fortnite as a character. So I guess that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, kind of, I suppose. Uh, well, Epic's new tech could theoretically put your facial expressions in Fortnite. Uh, they have Epic's acquired HyperSense, mm-hmm. which they specialize in expressive digital avatars. And there is a video here if you want to watch that while I'm talking, just because it's a little bit more impressive when you look at it in in person or happening live as opposed to just looking yeah. at pictures. But uh, so basically they took uh, they bought this um company hypersense that made a thing called hypermeat which was in open beta in september and unfortunately it's not available any longer Um, but you can take this and imagine how it would be applied to something like fortnite i mean why would they be what's epic's stake in buying something like this if they're not going to use it um and put it in something like party royale where you kind of go to hang out as opposed to um actually play the game um but epic has explored inexpensive forms of motion capture for unreal engine before including uh, iphone's true depth camera to build a depth map of the face but being able to use a webcam you already own like hypersense's software allows 
could make facial motion capture accessible for even more developers. With Hypersense employees joining Epic's active game development and digital human teams, we can't say for certain where this motion capture tech will pop up first, but what is clear is that expressiveness, whether from player characters or NPCs, seems important to Epic and their increasingly social feature, uh, future. So... What yeah. did you think? I, I mean, I'm watching the video and I've, I've looped it again now to see it again. It's pretty impressive tech. I mean, for those that aren't, you know, looking, look up the video for sure. But uh, for those who want just a quick breakdown, if you've seen the Apple commercials with like the iPhone last year, they had like those live emojis where people were singing a song, but it was like a lion's face that was doing it. Yeah. It's that type of tech. But what it's actually doing is they use it uh, here in this video, like via Skype. So instead of like me and Lucas actually talking as we are now, as you guys can see us on Twitch, it would be our physical body, but our head would be replaced by this Fortnite looking character that's actually capturing our gesture. So if I'm raising an eyebrow and doing the people's eyebrow, the emoji would do the same thing on my face live. As I'm talking, my lips are moving the same way. That would be really cool. Um, The thing I get, like, it does seem like a perfect fit for Fortnite, but you don't see the faces really in Fortnite. Like if you're yeah, playing a, if, in Party part. Royale, yes, because you can sit and talk. But if you're playing a game, if they try to adapt it into the game, you're talking as you're running. You're never looking at someone else's face. So that, that part's a little weird. Like it would be kind of fun to like run up to somebody in like a shotgun fight, just be like Aah! and have your Surprise, character do mother. that. But yeah. you're not seeing it though, so that's kind of the downside. But it is really cool tech. I will say that. I mean, I've seen tech like this before. There definitely is some stuff like this um, that you can buy third party from steam or something like that but this is much it's like they took that technology and really hammered it out and made it much more smooth they don't look creepy if you haven't seen it yet they don't have that creep factor or the weird weirdness factor where you smile and it's like all the teeth are coming out of their mouth for some reason (laughs) it looks much better than that it looks like sims 5 is kind of what it reminds me yeah yeah slightly better than sims 4 that we have now so I don't know, man. Uh, the only thing that would annoy me is if everybody starts making videos with their digital avatar. Uh, oh, and it would happen. Be a little bit like Ready Player One or something. Yeah. 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 They'll be making TikTok dances with your actual characters. Look Scary. Speaking of scary, Lucas. Yeah. Because COVID, again, we're going to say it because it's a trend. Uh, the Pro Bowl for the NFL, not happening this year. Well, it is, but not the same way. Oh. It's being held oh. virtually with the players competing on EA's Madden NFL 21. Oh my gosh. That seems like a lot of uh, getting people around and having this be a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I wanted to make sure I thought number one, I thought this article was cool, but then the second reason I have it on here is because coach Mo, for some reason, Lucas thinks we hate and have a bad opinion of sports games. And I keep (laughs) telling him we've never, to my knowledge, have trashed sports games on here. We just don't talk about them often because they're not a big appeal factor for us. And let's right. be honest, everybody listening, everybody in t- Twitch chat right now, Lucas and I do this just for us. It doesn't matter. Like that's why we make the jokes, we do the songs. We don't care if you like it or not. We're just it's doing it because that's what we want to do. Self gratification on the entertaining way. ourselves and each other. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> um, but back to this because I do I do think this is cool. So the NFL yeah. Pro Bowl is being held virtually. Uh, the league says it's still working out the broadcast agreement, so it's still going to be televised somehow, and they're working on how that's going to work, oh. um, which will come at a later date. Players will still be awarded their Pro Bowl bonuses despite not having to even play in the event being virtual. <laughs> so the players got to be happy about that. They couldn't get them to do it either other in any other way. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be held. It was supposed to be in, in Las Vegas. Uh, instead, it's going to take place virtually with players going head to head in EA's Madden 20, uh, 21 video game. So I'm not imagining that like every player is going to be like, because in Madden, you can't play like, okay, I'm the center for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to play as myself in the Pro Bowl. It's not going to work. It's going to be like right. two players just going at it, maybe doing like a tournament bracket or something like that. So the players will still all be playing, but probably just head to head with somebody else in a, in a one one v one match kind of deal. I was gonna ask about that because I I thought about it. I'm like I don't think they have it because like in hockey you can play. There's only six people, so the, yeah, you can have that. But here yeah. there's too many people, so no, you all can't. right. But yeah, so just because it's 2020 EA Sports and the NFL have teamed up to create a week-long series of virtual matchups that will include celebrities, Mm -hmm. football legends, and current players leading up to the main event, a game of Madden between the league's best players. The exact date of the game is still being determined, as they know, kind of everything's up in the air. But something very cool, I think, and it'd be fun to watch. Uh, Even if you're not a fan of, like, the Madden game, I think it'd still be fun to watch on TV, like, the the pro players, because you got to imagine there's going to be a couple guys that are probably going to be terrible at it, and it's going to be hilarious to watch on TV just (laughs) fun their way through yes so is the whole thing going to be televised or just the last that it says that it's going, it's still being worked out the broadcasting agreement so i'm not sure i, I imagine like the okay. big main event is probably gonna be televised some of the other stuff will probably appear on twitch or something i would, I would yeah that's probably what I was something like that but yeah just something cool and, and just another way that the the world is adapting to this i think a little bit that is a fun way to uh, adapt to this. I actually applaud them for doing that instead mm-hmm. of just not doing anything because that yes. could have easily have been the solution there. Yeah, so. just said, sorry guys, COVID, not playing it. Yep, sure enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of adapting things, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when's the last time you thought of World of Warcraft? The last time you did an article about World of Warcraft. <laughs> so it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that uh, YouTube channel, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Radio Beats to Relax slash Study to? So I do listen to those. Uh, I have a YouTube playlist of it right? on my Spotify. I have uh, a Lo-Fi right now. My Spotify has a Lo-Fi uh, Hip Hop Beats Christmas mix. Oh no! I better check that out. Mm-hmm. I could have that man come the holiday season, probably after Thanksgiving. Just put that on the background music yeah. to your life, man. Yeah, Get I just in. I work to it, so I try and put stuff on that normally doesn't have too many lyrics because it gets. If I don't have any lyrics, it's less distracting, but it keeps me. Yeah, going. and yeah. that's kind of what I put it on the background while I work all day. Well, have you ever wanted that, but World of Warcraft music? I mean, I don't know the. World of Warcraft music. I wasn't a World of Warcraft player, but I'm not against it, and I would check it out because I always look for a different variety of those. Now, I hope they do more uh, because I'm not familiar with any of the um, four new songs that are that appear in Shadowlands, the Shadowlands expansion. Okay. Uh, but each one was created by a different artists, well known in the lo-fi hip hop scene, especially if you frequent the 24/7 live stream that we talked about mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, so there's four uh, four songs so far, which are uh, Bastion remixed by Bishop Nehru, uh, Ardenwell, Ardenweld uh, remixed by Evie, Revendreth, wow. <laughs> Revendreth. <laughs> beforehand, um, remixed by Josh Carter, and Meldraxis remixed by Casio. Now, do you want to get a taste of one of these? Because I could do that. Play yeah, like something. Yeah, do that. What, what would what would you like? All four or just one? Let's go with uh, Maldraxxus. Of course, like the art there. Oh, the coolest. Yes, and it is very good art. All right, let's see what this is. So we got first couple of seconds here. 
So far, it sounds pretty World of Warcrafty. Yeah. Okay, there's that lo-fi piano. Come on, baby. Oh, oh yeah! I'm relaxed now. Ooh, I'm studying now. That's good. So there you have it. I like it. If you're into the world of Warcraft, you've got four songs to just play on repeat over and over and over. And you yeah, I wish it was that. more. Like I, I thought that's what it was. I thought that's what it was. It was gonna be like a whole selection. Then as you kept going, I was reading the articles. Like oh, it's only four tracks. Like that's kind of a bummer. I know that's. What, I mean, it, it is cool though. I, I would. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool that they actually basically commissioned it uh, themselves, as opposing as opposed to having someone else just do it on their that's own time. True. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, yeah. it is a really blossoming genre of music that I think a lot of people want more of. And I'm always finding myself on YouTube. They'll have mixes that aren't necessarily lo-fi yeah. chill hop or whatever, but mm-hmm. they're basically chill songs from Nintendo games or, yeah. or something like that. And uh, I really enjoy that too. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a, our love of music seeing this just makes me kind of happy. I like it. I like it. Speaking of kind of happy and yeah. in the world of unexpected announced last night, actually IO interactive is working on a video game project codenamed project 007 Lucas. Yes. That 007. Oh James my. Bond. They uploaded a teaser trailer for the project that pays homage to the opening <laughs> shooting scene that plays before every James Bond film. You know, the gun bear. Um, yes. IO interactive is best known for obviously the Hitman series of games right now. So, I could see how they could probably adapt something similar, but not, you know, a little different to a James Bond type game. So this is yeah, going to probably feature... a little faster pace. Right, right. And it's going to feature a wholly original James Bond story. Uh, players will step into the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent uh, as they earn their double O status in the very first James Bond origin story. Oh, dang. Now you got my attention. Mm-hmm. So nothing else is announced other than that. So like there's no date there's no nothing it's just like hey we're working on this really cool thing guys so it's like they almost couldn't sit on it to like keep it secret they're working on this they put it out there so who knows you know how long this is going to be out there right um but it is very cool to see them kind of resurrect it because we all know and love you know golden eye is probably the best example of james bond game there were a few others but i don't think any of them were uh held to the high regard so hopefully this isn't a situation where they're bringing something back and getting the hype up and then the game's terrible but given what they're given what they're doing with Hitman, though, I will say, like, I I enjoy the Hitman games. I'm not a Hitman like a uh, avid player. I'm not a professional, you know, Hitman yeah. guy. But I can appreciate what they've done with that game. And the last three that they've done have been really, really good. Um, so I feel comfortable saying, okay, if, if there were a studio to take on and try and do it, I feel good about IO doing this. Yeah, it definitely seems like a logical step. And what I'm happy about is that it doesn't seem to have any affiliation with uh, any of the movies or anything like that. Like knowing that it's an origin story, it's its own uh, separate thing. That makes me more happy because I've always wanted to uh, watch more James Bond films. I I feel like I kind of missed out on all of that. Uh, So I don't really have that much... uh, obviously more with the games than I do with any of the movies yeah. or anything, but knowing that this is kind of like number one, the origin story mm-hmm. would make me feel a little bit better about playing it. So oh, yeah. Um, you don't yeah, feel like you're missing anything. Cool. You're lost out on anything. Like you'll, 
relearning everything. So it's a great. Right, but I know uh, there's going to be car chase oh, scenes yeah. and, and yeah. Bond babes, all sorts of things, gadgets. The villain's going to tell you the entire plot point after he captures you. So you, you yep. know the exact way to take him down. Crotch lasers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was Austin Powers. That's not. Oh, oh, oh. Freaking laser beams, right? Laser. Uh, but yes, cool news. That's exciting. Yeah, that is very cool. That doesn't seem to happen that often either, really. I mean, no. especially with a property like that, which is mm-hmm. quite old, quite sacred, I would say. So yeah. I like it. Deal. That's a big deal. You know what else is a big deal, Lucas? Uh, what? The folks that support us over on Patreon.com slash PSVG, but especially thank you to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calcote, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Falhaba, Rob Emanuel, Rude Days 93, Grouchy Surge, and Ben Moxham. You guys are awesome, and thank you so much for supporting us and all the other great shows on the network. And if you want to join the list of those distinguished gentlemen, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Lucas, we good for tonight? We good? We good. We good. We made it through a live show. We had people in the chat. We got Things it working. Were popping. Things were yeah, popping. There were no there were no issues so far. So so far so good. So work here's done, man. Yeah. If we can keep doing this, guys, we'll we'll keep doing it and join us and, and give us something to talk about so we're not just talking mm-hmm. to each other. We've got some things possibly planned that make a live show that much sweeter. So, yes. It's true. Stay tuned. So, Lucas, where can people find you if they can't get enough? If this little tidbit, whether they're watching live or hearing it, if it's not enough Lucas, where can they get more? If you want more Lucas, you can always check out Flux Deposed. It's the other podcast that we do. It's a little bit of a slice of life podcast I do with my friend Jason. We just talk about a little bit of everything there. Mostly how much how little sleep we we get. <laughs> it, it's like the intro of this show where we talk about how we're doing for like five ten minutes. It's like that, but an hour. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how long we can go at that. So uh, that's always fun. And of course, I'm always on the discords and in PSVG and uh, on Twitter at Heavy Metal underscore Riff. Although I'm serious push yep. to change. Yep banana related but bananary going on so you never know you might we've see got him on the edge thing. folks we've got him on the edge so please just keep tweeting at him tell him sing, i need to change his name sing me a song i'm the B- banana man i almost said piano man <laughs> sing me a song i'm the banana man it's really hard not to say banana piano man Banania. Banana man. Banana man. Um, you can follow me at PSVG Kevin on all the things, all the consoles, all the social meds, if you will. Uh, head on over to gamesreviews.com. Check out all the stuff I've been writing and working on. I have a couple things planned for next week as well. Um, so stay tuned for those. Uh, but just thank you to everybody. Head on over to PSVG.blog to find links to all of the amazing stuff that you can find out that the entire network parts out. We have a lot of hardworking folks that keep you know, strive to give you the best content out there on the internet week in and week out, and we will continue to do so. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always. And remember to never stop studying to lo-fi hip hop beats. Ooh, anime girl at the desk. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. 
The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.